Buraho. That means hello in Kenya Rwanda. Say Muraho. <laughs> yeah, I'm so excited to be here today to share the word of God. And um, thank you again, the church, for sending me uh, to Rwanda. Uh, as you've seen, everything that I do, I have this local church supporting me financially in prayer. Um, so thank you. Now, this week, they asked me to speak. I'm actually going to talk uh, concerning the topic that we have this week, which is the power of emotions. Uh, so I read Pastor Jason's notes. He, he sends them out for preachers to, to, to speak from or to use them. And he really uh, is showing us how much these emotions are a reality in our lives. And um, there is a passage we read in, uh, in scriptures when, where God says, I have found David a man after my own heart. And uh, Pastor Jason says, look, that doesn't mean that David was holy. Actually, he was led astray by his emotions. One day he saw a naked woman and the lust took over and uh, all kinds of troubles followed him and his family from there. So he concludes saying, look, we need to be led by Jesus, not by our emotions. And um, he asks two questions. He says, have you ever done something and later realized that it was not right? You, just, you were just led by your emotions. And another question was, have you ever laid, been led by someone else's emotions? And uh, later also realized that it was not right. So I have been in both situations. I, know, but I don't know about you. But what I want to talk about today uh, is, is the how aspect. How do we have, I say this, having God's emotions as a Christian? Because God is also an emotional being. Uh, in fact, as I was saying, I did a whole teaching on, in Rwanda on the attributes of God. And you look at the, who God is, uh, there is a lot of emotions when we talk about the being of God. We don't say that God loves only. We say that he is love. We don't say that he has joy. He is joy. He don't. He doesn't just have peace. He alone, as, they, as Paul says, Christ is our peace. So what God's, God gives is himself. Uh, his very essence or his very being. So how does a Christian allow his, their emotions to be influenced by God's emotions? I don't think we can win a battle of fighting our emotions when it comes to actions and decisions, to say, okay, there is truth here, and this is how I feel. I'm going to choose truth. You may choose one day, one week, but eventually what you feel is what you end up doing. And um, I have um, seen the power of good feelings. God's feelings can take over somebody 
can take over a whole society, can also take over a nation. And people can do the impossible if they allow their feelings to be uh, influenced. It's like to let God breathe his feelings in us. I'll give you some, um, as God helps me, I will give some stories. You have seen people we work with. Uh, they live in villages in Rwanda. They don't have secure income. They don't have money. They don't have enough food. They don't have enough clothes. They don't have money for hospital bills. So they're really living in poverty. But a month ago, my wife had a baby. And now she's, um, you know, she, when she was born, she looked more than like me. Now she's changing on me. I think there's a conspiracy in our house. <laughs> our kids start off like me, and then as they grow, they look like their mother. Anyway, so that's something I have to resolve emotionally. <laughs> so we had a baby, and obviously we have a lot of people who follow us as we teach every day on social media, on the radio, and they know. And then one day, I got a phone call for MoneyGram here in Orawa. Say, there is a gift here for you. A gift from here, from where? They say, it looks like it's from Rwanda. I say, that has, that's a mistake. We send gifts to Rwanda. The gift don't come from Rwanda to us. So we went to see, and people in my village, they gathered, someone sold a kilo of beans, someone sold bananas, someone sold potatoes, and they put the money together and they sent it to us. They said, because you had a baby, we feel like we want to bless you. I saw, wow, that's what the power of God's emotions can do beyond capacity, beyond what people are able to do. When you allow God especially his thoughts, to penetrate in our emotions, we are able to act differently. But the opposite is also true. If we allow fear to take over a community, we can see horrible things. Uh, I was born in Rwanda, as you saw. In 1994, on the radio, people started preaching hate, preaching division, preaching that this other tribe is going to take your money, it's going to take your, your land, almost like what we see here in the east of Europe, that, you know, the former Western, from uh, um, Soviet Union, feeling like they want to, they don't want to lose their territory to NATO, you know, and fear becomes as in motion, but eventually, Satan takes hold of it, and it becomes pure evil. Our emotions, if are not changed, the devil can absolutely turn them into evil things. So in Rwanda, we saw that slowly people started believing uh, those propaganda, and they turned to each, on each other and killed each other, millions of people. So, we don't win the battle of emotions uh, if we don't engage God. If we don't engage the emotions of God in us. But how do we do that? 
That's what I want to talk more uh, today. And um, hopefully we will also have some prayer as we go. Psalm 42. Here, the good emotion, emotional health. You cannot separate our emotions from our mind, from our spirit. It's in the Bible, the word heart, the heart, it can mean all kinds of things. It can mean the mind, it can mean the thoughts, it can mean our, our physical heart. It can mean what a man is, the soul. So when we talk about my soul or me or my heart, we are talking about everything. So David, uh, in, in the, Psalm, the book of Psalms, Psalm 20, 42, it says, As the deer pants for the streams of water, so my soul pants for my God. Can you understand that kind of inner health? As the deer pants for the living water, that's how I live too. I Pant for God. Sometimes we have to ask these questions. Do I have that kind of relationship with God? Do we here at Life Center, as the deer cannot survive without having that water, that's how my soul is in regard to God. You know, do you know that kind of experience? Can you really say, as the deer pants for the living water, so my soul pants for God's being. And um, my soul thirsts. That's emotional health. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. I, I like when the Bible becomes clear. Because there are things that can take the place of God in our lives. You can, you can thirst for, uh, for power. But David so, says no. Uh, actually, this is not David. It's the sons of Korah. But they say, no, it's not power I want. It's God. The living God. These things can also be named God. But I am thirsty for the living God. Here in the West, the Western world, I find uh, money, you know, they call it nest egg, a security is touched away for a rainy day, that gives people peace. And I find even Christian books that teach that you are, you know, to secure your future. You know, you may call me ignorant or old style, but I, that should not take the place of God in your life. That can be good, can be used, but what we are thirsty for is the living God. So David says, my soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And he says, when can I go? It's like there is a, a movement towards where you are to where are you going to meet God? And that's what I really want to emphasize today. Our emotions can be changed if we take time to go where God meets with us. Where we encounter God and stay with him long enough for our emotions to be changed. Because what we do stream or come out of what we feel. What, what we are really convinced about. 
so he says, when will I go that I may meet God? When can I go and meet with my God? You know, the work in Rwanda began with um, this pandemic. The pandemic stopped everything. Those of you who know me, I do ministry in retirement homes here across Orawa. That's my day job. I go and we preach, we sing some hymns, and, and they pay me. Isn't that wonderful? So from Monday to Saturday, even yesterday I was in a home uh, singing some hymns, praying with residents, and I get paid for that. Anyway, with uh, the pandemic, all that stopped, and I started waking up in the morning to go searching for God. And I would go by the ravines, by the, in the nature, and I would stay there. I took some books, some theology books. man called St. Augustine uh, was with me in those prayer times. There's a book he wrote called uh, The Confessions of St. Augustine. And he says about Christ, he teaches you who the divinity of Jesus and allowed that theology to sink in me. Literally, I could feel truth penetrating from my brain into my heart. And I started to be happy. You know what they say? Love until it hurts? No. Love God until you feel good. Love until it feels good. Stay with scripture until you feel good. If you don't change how you feel, you're not going to change how you act. You may try. It's not going to work. History proves that. So that's how we began. I say, wow, I need to take, I need to take, let other people know about this. And that's why we started teaching the attributes of God. That's how I want people to know God. I want people to meet Christ. I say to people, when I left Rwanda, let me tell you a little bit about my journey. I had Jesus in my emotions. In Rwanda, we encounter God differently from here. We like to engage our emotions. We pray. We, we live in prayer. And that helps you, you know, if you've gone to missions, you're going to find that people may be poor and sick and, and have all kinds of problems, but they are happy. And they don't fake it. Because smiles, you cannot fake a smile for a few times. Every time I go to Rwanda, people are so excited and happy genuinely to see me. So it's because they go and they meet God. And God is able to engage their hearts with all the problems still being there. But the emotions are changed. So uh, I left Rwanda then with uh, that kind of knowledge of God emotionally. And then I arrived in England. I was adopted in England, by the way, by the British, a British family. Uh, that's why my name is Bolton. And um, I started looking for a church that prays like we prayed back home. I didn't find it. What was the last time here? You set that aside three days where you come and spend three days here together just praying. You can answer me. What was the last time? You know, maybe a while ago. I don't know. But in Rwanda, we do that. Even now, uh, people leave their home and they go, they meet together for a certain amount of time and they pray. 
You may say, oh, we have work. You have no holidays. You have no weekends. You know, you can do that alone. So when I arrived in England, my heart started to sink because of lack of prayer. You know, as you saw in my, in my video, I, I went to school, trained as a minister. I was a dean. I was a pastor. But my heart shrank. It took me to a bad place. Yeah, I don't know when I, God will give me the time to share my time in England. I lived there in, for 10 years, and uh, it was a wilderness, spiritually, but God is amazing. It was also a good time of fruitfulness. Later on, when I came to Canada, I, was not, I didn't have any responsibility for ministry. You know, being a pastor can be a blessing also, also but it can also take you away from... Um, the freedom of spending time in God, not to prepare sermons, but to, to receive God himself. Anyway, uh, when I came to Canada, I had time to start engaging long times of prayer and meditation, and my emotions start to heal again. Uh, thank God. You know, Claire also had something to do with it. When <laughs> You know, women have power, and that's from God, too. I remember one day we were dating. She looked into my eyes. She said, Fidel, all will be well. And I believed it. So, yeah. Anyway, my heart shrank, and God rebuilt it again through prayer, through spending time in meditation. Now, let's move on a little bit. You may ask me, how do we do that practically? Verse 3, it says, My tears have been my food day and night. I want to encourage you to set aside time where you stay with God. Don't rush. You know, these other things are good. But God can actually renew your heart if you give him time. I pray that God will give us to value his presence. I pray that God will help us to put the correct worth to those times we spend with him. Take scripture and, and stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay with it. Until you start to feel it. That's the only thing that can really uh, spring into actions, into obedience. He says, all day long, you can sense David was a man who prayed throughout the nights. Take times to be before God. All other things aside, you know, they are good, but they cannot heal our emotions. They cannot heal our land. I believe that as a collective society, we can start to allow the emotions of God to take over and that's how we respond. Um, as I, I, I said the example earlier, people in my village doing something that is beyond their capacity. It's because they feel good about it. It's because it, it pays emotionally. So I don't think actually you can say, oh, I'm not going to follow my emotions. I follow Jesus. You can't. Let Jesus change the emotions. And then they are no longer two things. They are one and the same. 
Okay, so he says, These things I remember as I poured out my soul. Pour out your soul before God. That's how the emotions change. Have you been heartbroken in the past? My time in, in England was a time of brokenness. But when I came to Canada, the brokenness even continued. My sister was here in Canada. She had cancer and she died. And um, I also asked God, why? She was 42. She left a son. That's why actually I ended up staying in Canada to look after my nephew. I got really upset and hurt and angry. But I used to wake up and go to the Arawa River. We used to live in Bayshore. And I kneel down and I say, God, why, 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 why? And I feel like my heart is being poured and poured and poured and poured and poured. That's how we heal. You know, in the West, we choose pills and paying for psychiatrists. But God is a better psychiatrist, I find. So go pour out your heart before God if you've been hurt. Set time aside to meet with God and stay there until you feel better. And he says, I used to go to the house of God. You know, I don't know if you have that kind of remembrance where you can say, I used to meet God someplace. It's not here at church. Here we come to receive a word and be encouraged and, and um, receive the word of God. But you need to find a place in your home. Me, I can't pray in my home because I get loud. <laughs> so I go in nature. You know, I have a place in, in now we moved, we live in, uh, in Nepean. So I, b before I settle, I find a place where I can go and meet with my God. You know, I'm a black people, I don't like the cold. But I wake up at 4 a.m. and wear all, every clothes I own. <laughs> and then wait for the car to warm up and drive someplace. And just sometimes I kneel in the snow. And I say, oh, sovereign glory, will you come again? Will you hear the hearts of Rwandans? Will you take away the hatred between the tribes? Oh, I read the other day the scripture in Romans. It says that he was delivered over for our sins. And he was raised for our sanctification. I could feel God saying, I am trusting you to deliver Christ to Rwanda. To hear the hearts. So I engaged with that prayer. I felt that God wants me to teach the book of, the book of Romans. So that's what we are doing throughout the month of, of um, April, of March. So, oh, there is joy in God, my friends. There is joy and peace and victory and life. And it's, it's a personal thing. So don't have a religion of Sunday where you don't have... Health with God alone. And we, we have examples in scripture. So let us pray. I don't know if uh, you have heart, a heart that has been wounded in the past. There's no magic pill that a preacher can throw at you. You need to daily develop the habit of, of meeting with the Lord. And um, in Rwanda... They, 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 they do that, but because they don't have scriptures, they end up 
believing all kinds of wrong things. Here people believe the right things, but they don't get in the hearts so that they don't they act that you guys can act on them. So if you like prayer, maybe there's been hurt in the past and it has become a blockage. You can go past it. You can stand up. I'll pray with you. Or if you'd like to take a step forward in your friendship with the Lord, uh, to learn how to encounter God in this way, also you can stand up. We will pray with you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You are the same, the same, same God. Able to change those who come to you through prayer. As the deer pants for the water, will you give us that kind of thirst, that kind of hunger for God? My soul longs for the living God. Will you give our church that kind of longing? A longing that is deeper than the longing we have for family. The longing we have for relationships. But a longing for the living God. Oh, will you remove any barriers, Father? Anything that has become strongholds in people's lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray for a newness in our emotional wealth, emotional health, in Jesus' name, that we will allow us as a church, as a community, to start to feel the feelings of Jesus. He alone is your peace. Don't look for peace out there. He alone is your joy. Hallelujah. God does not say to Angel Gabriel to dish out five kilos of joy and bring to you. He alone comes and becomes your joy. Drink from him. Stay with him long enough to be no longer thirsty. To be, hallelujah. So my prayer, Father, is that you will pour. Pour that hunger. Pour that longing. Pour that desire. In the name of Jesus, as a community, oh, take us on on this journey. A journey of longing. A journey of longing. Let nothing take the place of our God. Nothing take the place of the living God in our church, in our community. Oh, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I don't know if you know this one. It goes, Panthers the water so my soul thirst after thee. You alone are my soul desire and I long to worship thee. Yes, dirty panties fall. No water, so my soul first after thee. You are oh my soul, desire and I long to worship thee. 
Father, remove every heart from the past, anything that is blocking us from making progress spiritually, let it be removed even as we pray. Take us on, Lord. Give us that, that ability to find room and time in our schedule to come and stay with you long enough until we feel good. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much.